everyone and welcome to the Power Nine Podcast. My name is Mick. I'm one of your hosts alongside the Spellboy, Nuno Cunha. Hello everyone. Yeah, good evening. Man, good evening. This, this week we almost didn't make it. We almost, almost didn't make yeah. it, but you know, you gotta commit. In fact, in fact, at the time that we're recording, we just missed it. Well, we missed Did our we? normal. We missed last week. We missed our normal content drop. Like we usually um, put it up at um, eleven o'clock oh, yeah. on uh, Portugal time on Saturday. Uh, but so last week GMT, I fell asleep. By the way, yeah, last week I fell asleep it's after fine. after exporting the audio. I went to yeah. I clicked on the export. I sat on the bed and when went to bed I, and the lights were still on i woke up at like eight o'clock in the morning next morning and then i realized oh man <laughs> oh man and i just started uploading everything and this week uh we'll do it we'll we'll get yeah, we'll, we'll be like an hour late but it, it'll be fine yeah well, everyone's probably distracted with gp charlotte anyway yeah um uh, man do you know who's do you know who's uh heading out uh, as in like who's at the top of GP Charlotte, yeah. I don't, but I can check. Let's Twitter. It. The Twitter will tell me. Googly. GP Charlotte. I, I was I was actually like looking on the coverage and there are some people doing um, cosplay of like noble hierarchs <laughs> and stuff. Really? Yeah, man. Uh sexy noble hierarch. I would love to see a sexy dark confidant. Well Well, yeah, dark confidant is already, you know, very gangly and Already doesn't wear a lot of clothes. I don't so. think. I don't think we wanna. Yeah, I'll be fine. It was a pretty sexy noble hierarch. Sexy Tamagoyf for Halloween. <laughs> sexy Tamagoyf. Yeah. No, but it, it was a. She. she um, I saw a picture of a. You know, Numatanami. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kenji Egashira. Yep. I think he's he's dropped from the GP now. Uh, yeah, he was three, two, one. Uh, so day one coverage. Josh Arthur Layton, I see names. Uh, Sean McLaren, yeah, Josh Arthur Layton, Paul Rietzi. Well, okay, so there's a lot of people who made it. But anyway, this week we've been. Busy. Oh, is it over? Is day one no, no, over? No, no, no. Yeah, oh, day right. one's over. Oh, it is? I think so. All nine rounds? Nah, I, I don't think nah, so. We gotta watch. Watch live now on. Yeah, no, no. Round five started two hours ago, so oh, okay. they should be finishing round seven. So still two more. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Two more rounds to to go. Day one attacker. Okay, whatever. Anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, this week I've been this week I've been busy. I've been working on my thesis. I'm almost done. Oh, yeah. Um. Yeah, we've been. I've been rushing. Crazy, 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 crazy week. Anyway, um. So you're listening to the Power Nine podcast, and this is the Power Nine podcast. Every week, me and Nuno we sit down and we talk a little trash about the cards that we so so covered uh, that make up make us crazy sometimes. Man, well, I gotta redo that. I don't think we 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 haven't been going too crazy, but every, everyone who everyone in Magic has been going pretty crazy, like buying all their modern decks and stuff. Have you seen recently, like all of these price oh, spikes? Oh man. Snapcaster up to six euros in Europe and $80 yeah. in the US. Yep. Oh dude, yeah, that's, man. yeah. Call against command, the new kid on the block, man. spiking. I was halfway Jesus. through the shtick. What was I saying? All right, this is the Power9 podcast. We release every Sunday. Oh yeah. Uh, 
Sorry. You find us. Find us on stitcheritunesmtgcast.com. This is very messy this week. It'll be fine. Just go with it. Just go with it. Poundlinepodcast.com, Stitcher, iTunes, and you can find us mtgcast.com. Email us power9podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook facebook.com slash power9podcast and you can find us on twitter at power9podcast the 9 is a number 9 also twitter yeah you can follow at the agent judge and you can find me at the spellboy thank you for like other people that got in touch with us this weekend I think we were getting we're we're slowly but surely like firing off on on twitter right yeah, yeah. People are people actually do find me and they're saying like, "Oh man, I just found your show." Thank goodness you just found it. <laughs> uh, you haven't you haven't missed out a lot. Uh, well, twenty five episodes so far, right? Uh, this is the twenty sixth episode. Exactly. Well, that depends if this week you know some stuff happens and. But yeah, yeah. Also, like just a shout out. Uh, like to uh, say thank you very much for to Manaramp. Oh yeah, uh, yeah Manaramp yeah. is a Portuguese website. They've uh, they're doing some uh, they they get some articles, some cool content for everyone in the Portuguese community to read. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just uh, like a bunch of articles, like from judges, players, yeah, tournament reports. Uh, they do some playtesting online for people that don't have that much time. You can go and see some videos online. Like they do some pretty cool content. And a few weeks uh, ago, they asked us uh, if we'd be okay for them to share our content on there. And we were more than happy to help with the project. So, yeah, yeah thank man. you very much. Yeah. And he's been very kind to send us a few goodies. Yeah. which Thank you we'll very much. You uh, so, yeah, manaram.pt. So, go check out their website. Kind of cool. Um, so, this week, uh, you know, we've seen a lot of spoilers for M15. Uh, not M15. For Magic Oranges. Magi- yeah, Magic Oranges. Uh, and um, we're not too impressed, are we? I don't know. Uh, I don't. The thing is, we just came out of Modern Masters, and we just been talking about spoilers. Uh, last week's episode was the review. Uh, wasn't it last week's? No, the week before week was before. the review of the review, which is man, we've been talking too much about spoilers, and this week uh, we'll take a small break. Yeah, as a fan request, yeah, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about law. Something that we're not very familiar with, so we had to do a lot of research. And this week, since I was like so caught up with my with my thesis and and work, like man, researching law is just crazy. And yeah, but it's really interesting. I, I like my my strategy to research it was just to go on YouTube, like find a few videos. Like there's some really cool sources you can find like a bunch of people on youtube talk about lore yeah, you can just google Valerian it community college well they the do as well yeah, yeah. The, the professor like he's a pretty the cool professor. guy but yeah uh we did some research and we were just gonna i think make a small introduction to to the storyline that we can expect to see in september october oh, when yeah. uh we well, go back to Zendikar. Woohoo! You know, Battle some people Zendikar. some people will be excited to be to see the Fetchlands come back or maybe the Manlands. And then so. <laughs> we we're just uh, excited to see where the storyline takes us. Yep. Uh so we're going to start off with Battle for Zendikar. So we're all going back to Battle for Zendikar. There was a story somewhere in um in uh, the Khan the Khan block, the Khans of Tarkir block. Uh, where Sorin travels to uh, to Tarkir to find Ugin, and in so in two versions. 
So we all know what happened in Khan's attack here. Okay, uh, sorry, uh, Sakan goes, you know, comes back to Tarkir. He's not happy with the situation, goes back in time, saves Ugin from being destroyed by Nicobolas, and then goes back to, you know, his original timeline. So Sorin, in one version, he goes to Tarkir and finds out, oh, sheesh, Ugin's dead. We're all screwed. Yeah, and basically. Then, and then the other version is Sorin goes to to find Ugin. They have a little chat. You know, he finds Ugin's alive and then he releases him. They have a little chat and they say, okay, let's meet up on Zendika. So what is this whole thing about meeting up on Zendika and the Eldrazi and, the, you know, and battle for Zendika? And to talk about that, I think we got to go way back in time. Like yeah, way, man. way, way back. Okay, so... I was yeah, reading get your st- get your DeLorean ready. Uh, yeah, yeah. Know? Go up to eighty-eight miles per hour. Uh, so there's this sweet art that they released um, of Ugin, Sorin, and uh, and Nahiri standing on the on the cliffs of Akun. Okay, and they're looking at the Eldrazi. Basically, the Eldrazi monument. It's it's the Eldrazi monument, I think, uh, or the Eldrazi being encased in the hadrons uh, and Sorin has this little hand on Nahiri's shoulder like little pal you know giving her giving her a pat on the back like good job buddy you know I bet you the two of them we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it but the two of them I think they're like you know anyway some maybe some uh, planeswalker romance yeah uh, be a good change of pace to both, what Liliana and Garrett skin, yeah uh, no, yeah. not Liliana and Gary. Liliana and Jace. They were in a romantic, air quote, romantic relationship. Oh, right. Orchestrated by both. Yeah, Liliana and Garrick definitely weren't because they were trying to kill each other. No, oh, man. That's how, that's how marriages go. Oh, I see. Anyway. <laughs> uh, okay, so the story starts like this. We have Sorin and Nahiri and they're on this unknown plane and they're trying to save all the people. Uh, and they, you know, they come across these crazy crazy big creatures uh that are wiping the plane clean yeah so you know they they do their best and we see nahiri like stretch out her powers she, uh, she's the of little course, mancer yeah she's of course the little mancer she's she's not the stoneforge mystic no although, even though they're friends or something they were no, they're somehow... all the same they're all the same like clan they're all cause i think i think but i think specifically the stoneforge mystic and nahiri are like related or something <laughs> They they are very close, uh, closely related or something. Anyway, yeah. she can you know she can make she can make stuff from stone. She can extract the metal from stone directly. Uh, so they fail. The plane is wiped out, and they meet back on her home plane, which is Zendika. Yeah, actually, like supposedly the um, so these Eldrazi's are uh, huge creatures that just feed off mana from planes. Oh yeah. They they go they go into a certain plane and they'll just consume it completely. They 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 take their spawns with them and they just like consume the whole thing like a boss. Yeah, and they they just erase planes. And so after a few planes being erased, uh they finally Sarin and Nahiri caught up to them. Yep. Uh and after failing a first time, they meet again like right. Mick said in Zendikar. And so um, I I can't remember exactly what happens, but Ugin shows up. 
and of course Ugin and Sorin have worked together and they discuss a plan okay you know I've got a plan you know A team style he's uh he's <laughs> the boss and then like uh so they 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 put is it Murdoch? yeah Murdoch, yeah uh, does that make Sorin miss the tea no Sorin's not miss the tea I think Sorin is uh what's his name the the smooth It'd be funny guy. if he was Mr. T though yeah. because he's so white. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine Sorin with somebody please make a graphic with Sorin with a mohawk. That'll yeah. be quite cool. Like yeah, he's got such long white hair. Yeah, exactly. Just, like, and such white skin as well. Yeah. Uh anyway, so they they devise a plan. So Ugin Ugin has this um like he needs he needs uh Nahiri to construct the hadrons. So and then Ugin will inscribe the hadrons with um with draconic uh stuff to make them float and make them work. And uh I forget what Sorin's role in all of this probably to give moral support Sorin, or something. No, so Sorin is part of the spell. So Ugin's spell to 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 encase the Eldrazi's in the uh it's got the hadrons. Yeah. yeah, so basically uh you need Nahiri makes the the hadrons because yep. she's the lithomancer and Ugin will make like he he makes the spell, and he he also taught the other two how to strengthen the spell. Oh yeah, yeah. And the spell requires three planeswalker sparks and a colorless source of fire. Oh yeah, yeah. So he used you know remember the card Ghost Fire from a uh, Future Sight. Yeah, that's yeah. So okay. Ghost Fire that's, was the uh, the uh, that's fire. Chandra's, that's Chandra's spell, right? Well, initially that's it was Ugin. Like the card Ghost Fire is, and that's why. Uh, Ugin's, Ugin Ugin's plus ability. two ability, like Ugin the Spirit Dragon. Yep. His plus two ability is Ghost Fire because that was that his is his fire, and that's the fire he used to encase the uh, the Eldrazi. The Eldrazi. Okay, so base, so they work forty years nonstop to build all the hadrons and stuff like that, uh, and the entire of Zendika is basically rallying behind these three planeswalkers. Okay, we got to do it. Uh, you know the angels they fly around and they make sure that uh, there's no sign of the Eldrazi uh, the creatures the elves help the 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 humans help and uh, all, all the merfolk as as well so the Eldrazi finally show up okay uh, and they're like ravaging the land and stuff like that they hold them off okay and uh, at this point I think you sh- you need to know the Eldrazi the the form that you see like Kozilek and Ulamog and um what's his name uh Emrakul, Emrakul. uh they are projections of the Eldrazi the the actual being so the Eldrazi are are not they're physical. made of ether yeah they're made of ether and um and these are just like physical projections so in order to stop them they they want to trap their physical um you know their physical construct and so they're bound to that plane uh and they can't do anything yeah basically you know, zendikar will have been sacrificed to save yeah all because the even if you contain places. their physical forms the like the spawns will keep on feeding off the plane oh yeah and then taking you know start slowly taking the mana and the resources from that plane back to the aldrazi so they'll they'll keep on feeding and they will never die mm-hmm. because they're made of ether so the, the the only thing you can contain is their manifestation yeah. And that's what they did. So these hadrons, they encased the physical manifestations of the Eldrazi. So they're very much stuck to Zendikar, where they can never leave. But Zendikar is basically There's, doomed yeah, in the long it's, run. It's screwed. Yeah. Uh, and you can see, I mean, like when we when we first played Zendikar, uh, okay, so they, they, 
they they trap them uh and nahiri is nahiri this is her home world so she you know she decides okay i'm gonna stay behind i'm gonna uh you know i'm going to protect all of this yeah uh and and all three of them but all three of them are because they were the ones that created the spell Mm-hmm. That uh, they need to come back once in a while. Yeah. Just fall, once in a while, out. they have to go back, and also like all three of them feel when the spell weakens. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. all three of them are usually present throughout the years when they need to strengthen the 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 prison. Yeah. So they know they know when to meet back on yeah. uh, on Zendika, and there's I mean there have been instances instances where, uh, well actually there's only one other instance that we know, which is in uh in the actual Zendika block. That's when Sorin goes back, and that's why you have Sorin Markov in the yep. Zendika block. Uh, so Sorin goes back. He doesn't find Nahiri, but Nahiri is there. Of course, he doesn't meet Ugin as well because Ugin's dead. Yeah, but he he, he actually finds that very strange. Like when he goes there and doesn't find Ugin, like, that's when he decides wait, to go and find out what happened to Ugin. Like he, that's when he. Yeah. That's why we see him visiting. Uh, Tarkir because that. he he's searching for Ugin. No, but he doesn't. That's the thing. Like he doesn't do that until he's done with Zendikar. Yeah, so yeah. He, finds he goes to Zendikar to fix the spell because he he can feel the Eye of Ugin. So the Eye of Ugin is sort of the shrine In where encased the, where all yeah all the Eldrazi's are encased. And he goes and he fixes the spell, but he finds it weird that none of the other two planeswalkers found like appeared yep. because usually the three of them would do it together. Because they were the ones that created the spell, and then he leaves to find Ugin. To find Ugin because he finds it very weird that he wasn't there. Yeah, and a, in the meantime, yeah. all hell breaks loose. Yeah, thanks so, to Nicol Bolas. Uh, yeah, Nicol Bolas and Sakan. Okay, so I mean, when we were playing the Zendika block and the Rise of Eldrazi block, like you can see how the Eldrazi have mutated the land. Like you see the, you know, you see the spawn broodlings, and you see. Uh, the dread drones, and uh, you know that's how it. That's how they twist. That's how they they manifest in the land. So, uh, Zendikas in Zendikas in a lot of trouble, and it get gets even worse when you know. But Chandra, the land, the actual land in Zendikar is quite cool because the land fights back. Yeah, the land fights back. That's which is why you have the Zendikons and also you the, have the uh, royal. You have uh, like you know, the celestial uh, colonnade and all of those. Yeah, the, all, all the, the main lands, lands are uh, Zendikar, the, the actual plane helping its inhabitants in fighting this menace yes which is quite so cool that's that's the that's the really cool part like you have yeah like lava claw reaches you have uh, yeah, yeah everyone like staring wildly they're all pulling together to to fight to fight off this infection yeah even it, though it's like a immune response yeah but even though like the plane is indeed doomed in the long run but then so something yeah, fast like obviously it would have been doomed forwards this yeah. process something so nicol bolas devised this incredible plan where so you have okay so to should we go one at a time like the three planeswalkers so like i said this spell was created three planeswalkers so you need three planeswalkers to to create this spell and you need a source of colorless fire but you also and to break it you would need the same mm-hmm. and so nicol bolas set out many many years ago before the zendikar block he set out to to release the Eldrazi. yeah and so, so what he would need would be three planeswalkers mm-hmm. and the uh, three planeswalker sparks and a source of colorless fire. Yep. So his first spa- his first pawn was Sarkan. Was it Sarkan? 
Well, yeah. Sakan yeah, well, is, Sakan is the, technically he's not really Sakan devoted himself, and we'll talk yeah. about Sakan in a while. But like Sakan, he's the one. He was the one who was the most obvious. He was always a very obvious pawn. Yeah, of Nicole Bolas. So Sarkan uh, is from Tarkir. Uh-huh. He was um, initially, you know, in Khans of Tarkir. He was part of the Mardu clan. Mm-hmm. He served under Zergo Helmsmasher. And he wasn't... The two of them didn't get along so well. But yeah. um, basically, there was once a big fight uh, between the Mardu and I think the Abzan. And... The, during uh, there was a big fight between Sarkhan and one of the Abzan leaders, and Sarkhan ends up winning winning that fight. Yeah, but and in the process, and yeah, ba- barely, and in the process, his spark ignites. Basically, blows up the battlefield. Yeah. Kills, as the spark ignites, he kills a lot of people from both, both sides. sides and disappears. Poof. Yeah, and that's why Zergo doesn't like him very yeah, much. Yeah, Zergo thinks of Sarkhan as a traitor as he left, and when he leaves. Actually, the, he doesn't leave Tarkir immediately, right? Because he goes and... He abandons... He, he abandons, abandons the Mardu. Yeah. He abandons the Mardu. And he goes and he joins this <coughs> guild. I know, this group of sar- like whisperers, shamans. The whisperers, yeah, the whispers right, yeah. that sort of... They idolize dragons and they study the, the magic behind You see how much we're like, we're like struggling to try to put this all together. This is yeah, like yeah, yeah. a few days worth of research. And yes. basically, so he goes there and he stays with those guys and that's when he, like he's so Gets fascinated. He's so fascinated uh, yeah, with these dragons though yeah. that he, he decides, okay, I'm going to find the dragon and, and I'm going to, because the dragons were extinct in Tarkir at the time and he, find, and he decides he's going to devote himself to a dragon. Mm-hmm. And that's when he, he starts planeswalking and he goes to Jund. You yeah, know, the, the plane, one, yeah, very the much dominated by, yeah, very much dominated by dragons. Mm-hmm. And as he gets there, he's actually caught in in the middle. So initially, the first person he meets in in Jund is Ajani. Ajani yeah. You know hey, the gold main Catman. Yeah, Ajani. So when he meets Ajani, like, all these stories intertwine. It's quite interesting because Ajani had just seen his brother die. His brother oh, yeah. was the Ka, and he was betrayed, and he died, and he was just completely lost after his spark ignited. Um, and Sarkhan saves him from Karthus, like huge dragon. Oh yeah. And actually, like that was a big blow for Sarkhan because he didn't like he's obviously fascinated by dragons, and he lost yep. a little bit of respect for them at that point. Yeah. Because he he overpowered the dragon, he beat the dragon, um, and he saved Ajani. And this is when he Ajani actually becomes the vengeant because Sarkhan because he like, yeah exactly. because he was very much like angry with his clan as well. Oh yeah. He decided to sort of he told him like the only chance you have, like the only solution here is for you to get revenge. Yeah. And so Ajani goes on his own journey of revenge. But yeah, and so Sarkhan stays on left with Sarkhan and Sarkhan goes to find other dragons to revere. Uh, I don't know why you need your idols. I guess it's like a teen thing. Like you need your teen yeah. idols and posters and shit. Like Sarkhan that. was always very much like, despite how powerful he was, he was never a leader. He always wanted to be guided. He always felt like there was something, like he needed to find out something. Yeah, and he wanted yeah. And so he goes over to Grixis and meets no none other than Nicobolas. No, I think it's still with Dinjund. 
that he meets was it Nico Bolas. Yeah, because Nico Bolas at the time was oh, trying he, to create the yeah, conflux. Correct, correct. He meets he meets some he meets some character and then the character brings him to the master. Which yeah, is, I think at the time Nico Bolas was at the uh, giant obelisk. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and there's some incident that happens, and they see the John Oblis, and then they go and meet Nicobolas. Yeah. So, at this point in time, all you have to know is that Sakan just gives up his. I I won't say he gives up his will, but he's like very enamored with, with uh with Nicobolas. Yeah, like, he's one hundred percent devoted to his master. Like he's so struck by how powerful this being is. Like this is everything he ever wanted to meet. Like this is like the. You know the all-powerful dragon, and he completely just loses his mind. And it's like that's man. when he becomes yeah. So they call him the Mad because he's so he's so into yeah he's so into you. He's not that into you anyway. Hmm. Anyway, so he uh so he becomes a I guess I won't say he's a slave of Bolas because there is that card slave of Bolas and it doesn't feature um, no he's not he's not a slave of Bolas but he's 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 like an agent of Bolas no that's Tezzeret that is Tezzeret he's just like a minion he's just a minion and yeah so his first mission as a minion is to go and activate the Bunt Obelisk the Bunt Obelisk and the Esper Obelisk as well and so they do that I mean like he they are trying to do he's the, trying to the start conflux. the conflux yeah. yeah and actually when uh, when the conflux conflux is activated by Nicol Bolas that's when Sarkhan has his first uh, that's when he first questions his loyalty to Nicol Bolas because Nicol Bolas is actually defeated during the creation of the conflux like mm-hmm. uniting the five planes and so he like he's he he doesn't understand how his master could be defeated, like because he obviously wants an all powerful master, <laughs> and so he he then gets given another assignment, and that is to go and uh, guard the Eye of Ugin, to sit at the Eye of Ugin. That is and correct. So, and so Nick, uh, not Nicobolas, uh, Sakan travels to the Eye of Ugin, and he sits there quietly for a long time. He sits there. Yeah, going mad with himself. Yeah. He's always like talking to himself and questioning. I was reading Nicole that Bolas. comic. Yeah, I was reading that comic where he's like doing that golem type thingy. Yeah. Staring at the water. Me's precious. Me's Yeah, he's just he's just trying to, to figure out everything that's happening. And this is when he comes into contact with the second uh planeswalker caught in this Yeah. In this so, storyline. Okay, so we we Let's go back on Chandra. So Chandra, uh, actually, we need to describe Jace first because she steals something of Jace. She steals the ghost fire spell she from Jace. She doesn't steal it from him. So Chandra, Chandra has her her spark ignited. Uh, oh man, they they explained it. They what? explained it in this week's. Uh, oh okay, so she, realms, and that she was she's she's in a village where pyromancy is forbidden. Yep. And she burns a whole bunch of people. Yep. By accident, and, and she runs to, away. She runs away, right? No, and no. She's about to be. She's about to be executed. Yeah, no, no. But she initially. So initially, she runs away. Oh yeah. And the execu- the uh, the enforcers. The enforcers come to the village and kill her they father, they they can't understand. Yeah, they kill. They they can't understand how. So they say that there is no way a single pyromancer could have done all that damage. Yeah. And so they they just say, oh, the whole village is made up of pyromancers, like they're these no, rebels. Yeah, yeah. I know. The, they I know decided. They, they, they decided to obliterate the the whole village, basically. And when Chandra comes back from running away, she sees all of these people being killed, and she herself is being going to be publicly executed. Yep. 
uh, and this is when obviously her spark ignites. ignites. Yeah. So she they bring her back to they bring her back to the main city of Jirapur, uh, and you know the executioner who is the uh, I think it's Bar Barrel. I can't remember. Anyway, they're about to execute her. Her, her spark ignites, flames everywhere, burning, burning, and. Pff. Okay, so anyway, her spark her spark ignites, but the th the thing about this is that she planes walks. She, yeah, she planes walks. Uh, she planes walks to a place with monks. Uh, yeah, and who are all pyromancers. Well, she I, she I goes to like she goes to a temple, and at that temple, she actually meets another planeswalker, uh, oh. who yeah. So she meets another planeswalker, and he tells her of this great power of the uh, the colorless fire. Oh yeah. But she yeah. tells her of a, a scroll that has this immense power encased in it, and she goes and decides to steal this scroll. Yep. Um. So she steals this scroll, and then in the, in the like the one of the guardians of that scroll was Jace. Mm -hmm. So initially, I think she gets this away was from Ravnica, right? No. No, no, this no, no. Would, was would in... have been in Lauren. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. this would have been in Lauren. Anyway. So this is when she first escapes with a scroll. Um, so who's the planeswalker actually, no. she meets? It was Gideon. It, Tezzeret, it was Gideon. Gideon, oh, Gideon okay. I think, was one of the uh, the the keepers of the uh, the scroll. Or is that the second time around? Yeah. No, I think the first time around, Jace gets it back. Gets the scroll back. Yeah. And when this, she goes to steal it again, She's because the first time, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, I remember now. So she steals a scroll. Okay. She gets away with it, mm -hmm. and then the the monks from the temple w where she stole it from, uh -huh. they hire Jace to retrieve it. Oh, okay. And so Jace goes and finds Chandra, fights her, and this is when he uses Jace's erasure to wipe her mind of whatever th she learned from the scroll, oh, and yeah, he takes okay. the scroll back. And then Chandra, the second time around, goes and like she he hears of it again. So, but scroll. How does, uh, yeah, but where does she hear it from? Because, okay, she stole it initially to her temple of monks. Yep. And she asked the monks, as soon as she got there, to make copies of the scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Which, obviously Jace steals it back, erases her memory, but then the monks show it back to her. And then she, and then she reads it, but she doesn't get the full power. She doesn't understand how, it's like, a, what's it's, happening. And yeah, so it's the monks like tell a carbon her, copy. It's a yeah, lousy copy yeah, of it. The monks tell her that it's not just the words, it's the actual physical scroll mm -hmm. that gives you the power. So she decides to go ahead and steal it a second time, but this time Gideon is there. Yeah. And so she is badly hurt in the process because she, 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 there's a lot more resistance this time and she ends up blowing up the whole temple. <laughs> uh, and her and Gideon survive. She takes the scroll with her and she learns, uh, she learns the ghost fire, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And so she ends up going away from there uh, but Jace is again Obviously tracking her. Obviously trying to find her. Yeah. And, uh, so and this is when she decides to go to Zendikar because there was something about this Eye of Hugin that she keeps hearing about. She keeps hearing and she, she's being called by this Eye of Hugin as well. Hmm. And so she goes to the Eye of Hugin. She gets there. And who does she find? She finds... Un no, she... She doesn't exactly go to the Eye of Ugin. She meets she, up she's, with Anawan. She's she close to the Eye of Ugin, yeah. yeah. And so she's there's this hilarious web comic that you have to go read into into the Eye of Ugin or something like that, where like the first episode is her paying, just literally shelling out cash for okay. like a guide. So the first time she goes to the bar ah. and she like puts a coin on the table, like I want a guide, and then the guy the guy at the bar. 
like the the tavern master he, he says like oh this guy is the best in the business in this thing and and so the entire page is them adventuring and the guy dies huh? so she goes so so you go back to the you know she goes back to the bar and she, she's in she's kind of darkened because she's been using her powers a lot to fend off to fend off right. whoever just killed the, the guy so the second time round, she puts two coins down and she gets two uh, core, core trap masters. And then, you know, they, they go again and the trap masters die and then she's back, at the, she's back at the tavern. Now three coins, four coins and five coins. And finally, she gets a band of, uh, she gets a band of um, goblins uh, who die along the way. So like one one by one they die until there's one left and she finally gets to uh Anawan's camp. Uh Anawan is this like What's vampire this the guy? Uh I I don't know. That that's the thing. So that's why there are four of them and they die like very quickly. Uh and in that last shot when she's when she's about to approach the camp, like you see so she gives her the the reward to the last goblin and she walks away like the last goblin dies in the background. <laughs> so it's, it's it's such a fun webcomic anyway so she she meets her with Anawan and then Anawan knows uh, Anawan helps he's to a vampire, guide her yeah, right? he's a vampire he's a vampire dude uh, and he's this like self-proclaimed like master of secrets of Zendika and, and stuff like that so of course he's interested in whatever you know he's interested in finding the eye uh, and so he leads uh, not he leads, but he guides um, Chandra. Chandra has the map that leads him, that leads her to the eye. I think Chandra has the map that the monks drew. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that yeah, that goes to the eye, and that's where she learns how to ghost. That's where she learns to ghost fire or something like that. Anyway, so they go to the eye, and yeah, and lo and behold, you meet Sakan, or at least Anoan. She doesn't really meet Sakan. She yeah, she's, she's being attacked by the by vampire. Anoan, yeah. And Sakan comes in crazy mad, and then he just kills the vampire. Yeah. Uh, and the two of them meet, and then you have your third character. Well, initially, um, um, so well, they, Chandra used this huge fireball. It was a Chandra's, um, I think. Well, the outrage was the Chandra's outrage is when she blows up the temple because she hurts herself. You know the card. You know yeah, how yeah, Chandra's yeah. outrage hurts herself yeah, as well. For, for That's why too. she destroyed the uh, the the temple and <laughs> it fell on her. Yeah, she uses like this huge um, fire spell, and Sarkhan's actually quite intrigued by how powerful she is. Oh yeah, even though yeah, like yeah. I think she actually sent it like his way or something, but it it, it didn't it didn't affect him. Yeah, it didn't affect him because he has bane fire. So yeah, but so he uh, he decides he's quite intrigued by Chandra, and he decides to go and show her the Eye of Ugin. Yeah, and so they both wander inside the Eye of Ugin, and while he's in there. Lo and behold, no, he's hearing voices yeah. from the eye, telling him to kill Chandra. Oh, so I don't remember because this part of because story. Chandra Chandra is uh like I think Chandra is fully committed to releasing the eye. I I, I don't think she's committed to releasing. She the eye. Man, she's I at least she she's at least like unsure about what's happening. Yeah, and she she's she wants to know its secrets, and while. But while they're both inside the Eye of Hugin, uh, there are voices coming from in there telling Sarkhan to kill Chandra. <laughs> and this is when he transforms into a dragon and oh, starts yeah, attacking yeah, yeah. her. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he transforms into a huge dragon, as Sarkhan usually does. Yep. And he starts attacking her. And actually, one of the things he realizes during this 
while he's in dragon form is that he can read the oh, yeah, hadrons. He can read the dracon- yeah, he can read the draconic on the hadrons. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I remember this. And while he's attacking Chandra, which would have would would have been a hopeless fight, really. Yeah. Um, the third character shows up. The third planeswalker spark, and this and is Jace. Like Truxican, you get your basic Truxican standoff. Uh, and yeah, and all of them are all of them are in there. And then uh, this is the point where where Chandra pulls out the pulls out the scroll and she does that ghost fire yeah. ghost fire stuff. Uh, so this is the point where she releases ghost fire, boom, and the hadrons. Yeah, crack. and suddenly three planeswalker sparks a ghost fire. The spell is undone. Yeah. Uh, so you have basically Chandra just like bolting split. Uh, you have Jace, of course, in pursuit of Chandra again, so he splits. Sakan stays behind, unconscious. He's probably, he's he's uh, he's not beaten, but he's unconscious. Uh, he wakes up. He doesn't know what the hell just happened. Uh, he's read some stuff on the uh, on the hadrons. He cracks a piece of the hadron off. Takes with it him, with him. Takes it with him and goes back to Tarkir. He actually. Oh no! He goes back. Sorry, he goes back to Bolas first. Exactly. And then he talks to Bolas. So he says, "Master, I failed. What have you know? What what uh, has transpired?" And so this is when he learns that this was the plan all along. Yeah. And so Bolas tells him. Uh, you kind of did what I wanted you to. You succeeded, but in you know, of course, in Sakan's head, he failed. Uh, and and so you know, Nicobolas, Nicobolas basically leaves him alone. Uh, yeah. but he, uh, but before leaving him alone, he has this new toy to play with, which is Tezzeret. And you see, like this figured yeah. form of Tezzeret. And did you know that uh, Tezzeret was the one who actually, um took Jace in and that's why Jace is connected to Nicobolas. Tezzeret mm. took Jace. Uh, so Tezzeret joined, oh man, this is a big story, but Tezzeret joined the consortium uh, under under Nicobolas mm-hmm. and to conspire against Nicobolas, he basically trained Jace. So he is Jace's mentor. Okay. And he trained Jace. Uh, I forget, this is Pre or post Spark, I think it's post Spark Jace, but he trains Jace, and they try to you know they try to fight off Nicobolas. Obviously, they lose. Jace, you know, Jace gets away, but Tezzeret becomes yeah, Tezzeret becomes the agent of Bolas. He's right. horribly disfigured and, and stuff like that. Yeah, and actually, anyway, so. yeah, and but but while uh, while Sarkhan is talking to Nicobolas, and he finds that he was a pawn this whole time, actually. They find that the the planeswalker that told Chandra about the ghost fire was also one of Nicol mm-hmm. Bolas's minions, the one oh, yeah. she found at the temple. So this whole was just like this huge plot by Nicol Bolas, and it is around this time that Sarkhan starts having visions of this other dragon, like the dragon that spoke to him in the Eye of Uyen. Yep. And it's the He's spirit been dragon to him for a while, for like a he, while, yeah. but he doesn't he doesn't quite know where the visions thinks, are coming no, from. That's the thing, like he thinks it's Nicol Bolas. Yeah, he does. Uh, initially, he thinks it's Nicobolas, but then, like, you know, he, he's got it all wrong, and so he, you know, after and after this whole thing blows up in his face, like the Aldrazi's, like he completely loses faith in Ugin, and he decides Not Ugin, to uh, Nicobolas, and he decides to go and find this other dragon, um, uh, and which he, leads he, him back to yeah, he Tarkir. tracks him back to Tarkir. So he goes back to Tarkir, and we all know what happens in Tarkir. So we will give a 
again a brief storyline. He goes to Tarkir. You know, he has these voices in his head telling him, oh, go look for the eye of Ugin and stuff like that. Uh, at the same time, during that time, you have Sorin visiting uh, visiting Tarkir. Tarkir. And he finds out like, oh, Ugin's dead. So we are all screwed. Uh, and uh, we have Sarkhan finding the the crucible the crucible is it a crucible no no not the crucible it was he finds the, uh, the nexus he finds the nexus the nexus correct sorry uh, with the nexus. help of with the help of um his girlfriend type person thing uh Narset who gets killed by oh, that is correct. yeah yeah and this is very complicated yeah, but yeah. so he meets he meets <laughs> he meets the leader of the Jeskai Narset um, and then they they go on a quest to find uh yeah and while they're the trying to find the nexus, they get attacked by Zurgo Helm Smasher. At the point, at the point where they're at the nexus yeah. already, and Narset stalls him. She, uh, she, she fights Zurgo, and she ends up getting killed. She gets distracted. Yeah, like and normal. and this is like usual. Yeah, and like so any good movie. Sarkhan, Sarkhan sort of decides to go ahead after resisting a little bit. But he's he's even angrier at Zurgo now, and so eventually he got he gets to the Nexus, Poof, and he gets disappears, sent back all the way back to Fate Reforged. Yeah, so he doesn't realize he gets sent back. He all he knows is I need to go to the Nexus, and uh, and something's gonna happen. Uh, this voice in my head is telling me. Poof! He goes into the Nexus, disappears, and he gets sent back one thousand two hundred eighty years to be exact. <laughs> uh. And he finds himself in a world obviously full of dragons because this is in the past. Uh, this is before the battle between Ugin and Bolas. So uh, in the past, he comes across this woman from the Tima clan uh, who is Yasova Dragonclaw. Yeah, and she, he actually he remembers that like people in Fate Reforged, all the people from the Khans are much stronger because of having to fight dragons. To fight Narset dragons, told right? him like everyone in the past was way stronger than they are now. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so he he's he's kind of in I won't say enamored because he's got his girlfriend Narset. Uh but you know, he's kind of uh enthralled. I won't say enthralled, but he's he's mystified by this woman. Uh and so he he follows her and she traps him with her saber-toothed tiger. Yeah. Uh they have a little conversation and she's convinced that he's from the future but he's crazy. Well, initially uh, he he pretends he, he pretends, pretends he's to be from, from here. Yeah, he, he pretends, pretends to be this uh, this peasant, this uh, beggar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she thinks like, "Oh, okay, that's fine." And then they have a little more conversation, they get a bit comfy and then he tells her like, "Oh, actually I came from the future. This unwritten now thing." Uh, and she's, you know, she's yeah. convinced like, oh, you're from the future, but you're, you're, you're really crazy. Uh, well, yeah. actually, she, she ends up telling him about how she's tracking Ugin, right? Yeah, That's she's tracking. So she's tracking the dragon storms. She's tracking the thunderbreak regions coming out of these huge storms in the sky. Mm-hmm. And she says that there is one huge dragon who's trying at the to... center of these storms. Yeah. And yeah, so... And she, she says, she's, yeah, she, she's, she's telling him that she's, she's sent by somebody. We don't, we don't know who it is. Uh, and then, you know, uh, uh, what's his name? Sarkhan kind of realizes, oh, this is Nicobolas because the symbols that she's been drawing in the ground uh, as they're walking 
it's the sign of initially he, initially he's not too sure about he doesn't know what he doesn't know he, he he initially doesn't know that she's fighting like that she's a servant of Nicol Bolas. Like so he's he's pretending to be this peasant and like trying to extract some information off Yazova. And eventually when he's convinced that he can find Ugin, he transforms into a dragon, as Sarkin usually does. Yeah. Flies, flies into the storms and he finds Ugin battling, battling. at that point at yeah. that point in time like they're they're locked in battle already. Him and uh Nicol Bolas. Yeah. Uh so they you know, so they go up to like he tries to approach um Ugin and tries to aid him but uh, Yasova is obviously there and Yasova does this like massive mind control spell yeah. on all dragons yeah and so Ugin, Ugin calls all the dragons to help him and but this ends up like just total backfire total backfire uh, so Yasova you know Yasova's ability is to is the uh, threaten ability right? exactly yeah. so she she mind controls all the dragons including Sarkan so Sarkan turns back to human form he gets injured. He falls down. He gets injured. Yasova finds him, heals him. Uh, it's actually quite interesting because yeah, he, Sarkan. So Sarkan felt his mind being, being taken over by the spell again, and so he decided that the only thing he, he thought he could do was to turn back into human. Yeah, while and he starts falling flight, from the sky, smart, and he's man. thinking, oh. Like if I transform into dragon, I don't die, but I'll but go will, and yeah, help. I will kill. I'll, I'll Ugin, kill Ugin, right? and so and he so just he sacrifices himself. Boom! Hits the ground, gets injured. Yasova comes by, starts healing him. He, you know, he, she's not the bad. He knows she's not the bad guy, but you know, she, he can't let her continue doing stuff. Cast Bane Fire, goes over to Ugin. Ugin's who, who's already defeated. And here's the, you know, you brought this contradiction up. A long time ago, where Nicobolas would eat all the planeswalkers that he That's defeats. correct. But Nicobolas has left at this point. Uh, and we see Ugin like in pain, he's on yeah, the he's, floor, he's, he's, he's down and supposedly out. Supposedly he's fatally wounded, just yeah. about to die, and, and Nicobolas is gone somehow. Yeah, exactly. It's kind of strange. Maybe that's before, like, this is like a thousand plus years before. Yeah, so maybe, maybe, maybe Nicobolas didn't have that habit. Yeah, time, exactly. Yeah. Until, anyway. So he, uh, they have a little chat with Ugin, and then Ugin notices, uh, the Ugin notices that shard of uh, no, the no, hedron. no. Ugin has no idea that he has it. Ugin just tells him like Sarkan is asking Ugin for guidance. Like he's asking oh, him, "What yeah, should yeah, I yeah. do?" And he Ugin comes up with this cheesy line of, "You have to find the truth." Like only when you try and find the truth within yourself <laughs> rather than like in others will you see like true meaning. No, but he takes out the hedron somehow. I yeah, yeah. So he, he like he starts thinking like I have to find the truth within myself. I have to be sort of more independent and not rely on like this leader. And this is when he realizes that he had the hadron. Yeah. And okay. he brings it, he out, takes it and out and, he and then encases Ugin, Ugin. Yeah, the Ugin knows Ugin knows what to do with it. They, I don't know, they rub their hands, hocus pocus, poof, yeah, and now, now the entire crucible is full of hadrons. Uh, and with that, Sakan disappears. Like, Sakan totally disappears, poof, everything, everything disappears. And then he reappears in the normal time where he left Dragons off. Dragons of Tarkir. Yeah, and he is now Sakan Unbroken. He's gained the blue color. You know, you can now manipulate blue mana thanks to this time traveling yeah. nonsense. 
yeah, gibberish thing that he's been doing. And so, you know, in this new timeline of obviously, obviously, uh, things are very different. He goes to find Zergo and Zergo is like... A bell striker. Yeah, he's a bell striker. He's like a wimp. And so he doesn't want to exact revenge on Zergo. So knowing that Zergo is like this little wimp, so he thinks that Narset is still alive. So yeah, no, it's actually... I was, I was reading how he finds Zergo and he's... Like Zergo, like he used to be the leader of the Mardu, and obviously yeah, he now he used to be a big dude. Yeah, man. obviously now the leader is Kolagan. Yep. Um, but Zergo, not only is he the bell striker, people hate him. Oh, Everyone yeah, else yeah, in yeah. the in the in the Dragon Guild, uh, they hate him because he keeps leading people onto battle, in, into battles that they can never win. Oh yeah. So he'll yeah, strike yeah. the bell. People will go into battle and just constantly just, die. Yep. And so Zergo is just seen as this, this just scum. He's despised. Yeah, he's despised, despised by everyone. Yeah, and that's uh, why the despised. That's why you, yeah, you all, you the, the, yeah, the duress you see. <laughs> is it duress or despised? Yeah, it's duress. Oh, duress, duress. Yeah, it, yeah. You despised see Colagan, Colagan just yelling at You're Zergo. Yeah. Serac is actually, he's also. Serac is the same. The, he's the same. He's a bell striker, but he's the caller of Hunt. The yeah the hunt no, color, but, right? Yeah, but the thing is Surak is the same. He's just badass. He's like Chuck yeah. Norris in every timeline. Basically. He's punch but, a bear, uh, no punch a bear, no now I punch a dragon. Basically, yeah, but he's so he's he still has incredible honors within the the I guess what 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 be is he Atarka? Yeah, Atarka team Atarka. Yeah. Uh and so obviously he thinks, Oh, maybe Narset's still alive. My yeah. girlfriend from a time that I never Even though knew. he met her very briefly. <coughs> Very, he very. Matter a long time, like as in, like they they journeyed together to go and find the nexus. The nexus, yeah. This is we we read it as like you know, few moments have passed, but like this oh, is okay, fair extremely enough, fair like, a few months they were together, you know, in the cold, snuggling up together. Anyway, yeah, so, so he, he goes he, to find he, Narset. Yeah, exactly. Narset. He finds Narset. Narset already has uh, a spark. Has a spark ignited. Uh, she has not left Tarkir yet. Uh, she did briefly. No, no, she didn't. She she was being pulled. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah of course, she, of course. She know, transcended she back, into yeah. Planeswalker, but she she decided. She didn't, to yeah, stay. she didn't. She, you know, there was something uh, in Tarkir that she wanted to know, uh, and so you know, she 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 held herself back. And then when when she met with Ojutai for the last time, and then Ojutai said, "Let it go, let it go, let it go," huh. and then she disappeared. Uh, but anyway, he met he meets her before she vanishes. Uh, obviously, oh, I didn't she realize, doesn't know. I didn't yeah. realize that she, she they she actually meet. Doesn't know who the hell he is. Yeah, he's he's kind of happy that she's alive. Uh, he's kind of sad that she doesn't know. But uh, and he doesn't know she's a planeswalker, so he just oh, walks off. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're gonna meet each other again somewhere in the timeline to have some like romance and yeah it's interesting how because so basically Sarkhan because he's now obviously teamer colored he is also he came from Fate Reforged straight to this new timeline and in this timeline Sarkhan does not exist yeah so Sarkhan Vo never got uh, never was born uh, and it's one of the stories that like I you know I in this in this world I was never born okay so yeah I just big- exist and I fly with dragons. I finally <laughs> fly with dragons, he says. Uh, okay, so here's, here's the contradiction. If Sakam Vol is never born, this entire chain of events never happened. 
Sakonvo is never born, he never gets his spark, he, you know, he never becomes a general in the Mardu, he doesn't have the accident, he doesn't get, uh, he doesn't exile himself, he doesn't get his spark ignited, he doesn't travel to meet uh, Carters and, um, and Nicobolas, he doesn't get crazed by Nicobolas, he doesn't go to uh, the Eye of Ugin to release the Aldrazi and then he doesn't go back to Tarkir to try to fix Supposedly. things. Supposedly. So this is... Here's the thing. He was never born and so supposedly all this should never happen. But let's just say... Uh, for, that he does. Yeah, that he does. Basically okay, so what we're he saying... is out of time. Yeah, the workaround that they're proposing within the, the lore is Sarkhan was never born. He simply exists. Yeah. So Sarkhan is now basically this timeless figure that popped out in, in different planes at different, at different times, times, and no one really understands his existence now, except obviously Sarkhan. for Sarkhan. Yeah. So and Sarkhan also, remembers. Oh yeah. So Sarkhan remembers all this. He knows what happened when he reappears. He has memory of everything that has happened so far. Like, he knows he went back in time. He knows he saved Ugin. He knows now that he is in a plane of existence where he is never born. Like, and obviously, Ugin an, will also be aware that he was saved by this by Sarkhan Vol. Yeah. Okay, so Ugin, only Ugin knows that this uh, Sarkhan Vol character is is something, is, is, exists. So, but here's the thing. When you, uh, I'm guessing when you travel between planes, you're exiting this plane's timeline and you're existing somewhere else in another plane's timeline. So you have to think of it that way and then this story can work. So yeah. Basically, we're saying there's no out, timeline. Like the timeline within one plane cannot affect the other. Yeah. So even though the whole timeline of Sarkhan within Tarkir got erased... So That's not to a, say yeah. that all everything that happened in other planes was also erased. Yeah. So the whole of the whole plot with Nicol Bolas in other planes in would, have, will, have seen, right. will have seen will have still happened. Uh, the and the so, Eye of Ugin incident also did happen. So he's an anomaly. Yeah, because the Eye of Ugin time, yeah. the Eye of Ugin was created before the battle between Ugin and Nicol Bolas. Right. Like way way before. Right. And so Soren still went there with to reinforce the spell he still didn't find Ugin because he was in but this time he wasn't dead he was just encased in Hadron yeah and now supposedly Sorin still came back because he still missed Ugin like mm-hmm. he still didn't find him at he the still Eye of Ugin to find, yeah. and he still came to Kar- Tarkir and obviously now he finds he will find a completely different Tarkir he finds all the Hadrons which to him to him it will not be in, it will yeah. not be like he, a, a changed version of Tarkir because he was never there. This is exactly. the first time he's coming to Tarkir and he's seeing all of these dragons. And he comes and him... And you can see, is it the Haven of the Spirit Dragon? The, the now it's the Haven of the Spirit yeah. Dragon, which so, is full of Hedrons. And he goes in and then he, you know, he knows he knows the spell. So he breaks the... I, I guess he breaks the Hedrons because these aren't like, these aren't like the super, super password protected Hedrons that uh, he and Ugin and Nahiri made. So they crack open the Hadrons and then he and Ugin have a little, little chat uh, and uh, they, bring up, they bring up Nahiri. And so this is like one of the first few times that I've heard Nahiri in the story. But apparently there was a story back in 2014 
that uh, featured Nahiri and this whole yeah like, for the commander intensity. for the uh, commander uh, oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah so for the longest time until we had commander 2014 which was the obviously the uh, the, the decks with the planeswalkers as commanders the, we never knew we never knew who the third planeswalker the third was planeswalker, right, the lithom- exactly. we just knew the planeswalker as the lithomancer I always thought the third planeswalker was Sakan that's why you know I always so I initially thought it was going to be the, the stoneforge mystic and people sp- started speculating when they saw the similarity yeah. between the two characters but then Nahiri is a completely independent character she's this her own planeswalker and so obviously uh Mick and I were speculating so the hedrons usually change the whoever is inside them right oh, they yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. they change you like you evolve or some something I I guess over time you will evolve anyway. Yeah, because so. it was a thousand years between the battle between Ugin and Nicol Bolas. Oh yeah, and, and the present being... when Ugin, because Ugin is now released from the Hadrons, right? But, right. So now in Tarkir we have Sarkan, Sarin, and Ugin. Sarkan is probably gonna stay behind, even though now he's like even more powerful than he was. Yeah, and he's found and he's his true sane. meaning. Yeah, yeah, he's... and uh, yeah, he's sane and he's like his own master. Yeah. Um, yeah, but now obviously we would say Ugin is going to go with Sarin and yeah. they're going to try and start out Zendikar. Oh, yeah. Battle and that will Zendikar. be the battle for Zendikar. Correct. And here we have, uh, okay, so be we've, come, to see we've Sarkan, come full circle yeah. already. It'll be interesting Ooh. to see if Sarkan goes or not. Or not. No, I doubt it. Probably not because. I don't think so. we'll, we'll see. Okay, so uh, the last time we were in Zendikar, we saw Sarin Markov. We saw, which is, which is, uh, you know, which Sorin, is Sorin now has, yeah, obviously now he has white mana because even when he was a solemn visitor, well, even when he was a solemn visitor in Innistrad, well, yeah, in, in Tarkir, yeah. like, he, so Sorin is now no longer, he Lord started, of, like, his name is still Sorin Markov, but now he's the Lord of Innistrad with yeah, white mana. So he's got white mana. Sorin yeah. Markov, Sorin Markov, like, the original is, like, black, but... Uh, Ugin obviously manipulates colorless mana, same as the Aldrazi. Like right. he manipulates the either. We're gonna. We might see Nissa. The last time we went to Zendika, we saw Nissa. Yeah. Uh, do we see Gideon? Yeah, we saw Gideon. But Gideon, Gideon is in Ravnica now. Uh, yeah. No, but the art, the the art of uh, Battle for Zendika, we have Gideon. Oh Still really? I think there. that's for Origins, though. Is that Origins? Oh. Yeah, Gideon is in Origins. But yeah, I think Gideon right now is in Ravnica. Oh, okay. Okay, but anyway, yeah, the last time was, yeah, was those three. Sorry, Markov, Nisa. You mean in, in Zendikar? Yeah, in the original And Zendikar. the Mind Sculptor. Oh, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, Jace. Obviously, Jace shows up. Yeah. Uh, do we have um, Chandra? We a have Blaze. Chandra. The Blaze. A Blaze, yeah. Okay, yeah, so, so we oh, had yeah, these yeah. five. So Chandra Blaze, like the you know the picture when she's like releasing all that fire. Oh yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's the ghost fire. That's the, that's the well, no, no, no. That's moment. the fire that impresses Sarkhan and leads oh. him to take him her inside. Oh okay, all yeah, right. the Blaze. It all makes sense now. Anyway, yeah. uh, so we've come full circle, and hopefully the story in Battle for Zendika will be interesting. I'm pretty sure we're gonna fight a very different form of Eldrazi. Uh, I don't think they're going to reprint Ulamok, Kozilek, and uh, what's his name? And Emrakul. It'll probably be some like evolved form, like it's different manifestation. Six, yeah, 6,000 years has Yeah, let's passed. not forget this whole time, even though they were stuck in the Eye of Hugin, they were feeding. Yeah, they're outside. Like, they exist outside. Their, yeah, their essence is always 
leaking from the Ayuhugan. Like their spawns are con- constantly feeding off the plane, constantly bringing it back into their bodies, like mm-hmm. into the Ayuhugan, so they, they they remain active. And so, are we going to see more powerful Eldrazi? Are we going to see numbed Eldrazi? I, I we don't know. Or even I might see colored Eldrazi. That would be interesting. That would be interesting. Even though they're not meant to, they're not. No, they're not. They, they can't interact with color mana. Yeah. They're from yeah. their the, nature. Their nature doesn't allow, allow it. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, that's the that's the whole story, and we told you the entire story in I think an hour. What? Where are we? Oh man, it's been an hour. It Whoa. has been an hour. Man, that's a long time. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we're going to talk about stories in another episode, probably when we get to um, Magic Origins. I like, the, I like the origin stories so far for Chandra. It's not, I, I won't say the best written thing because it's kind of confusing here. Yeah, there, I think, I think the idea is quite cool. Yeah, they're yeah. trying to change, obviously, this paradox. Like they're, 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 not, not, the, the paradigm, the para- paradigm, yeah. The paradox. Uh, uh, sorry. Yeah, the paradigm. They're, they're, they're doing. It. It sounds like they're doing stuff right. I, yeah, I, I think. Feel. I think it's the, the right way to go now. And they're still obviously starting some. But yeah, I think we should you know stay tuned to Uncharted Realms and all that because there oh, should yeah. be some cool things coming in. Yeah, uh, I think the the, the flat five planeswalkers in Origins will be, will be Liliana, Chandra, Gideon, Gideon for white. Uh, is it Jace? It is Jace, yeah. Jace, yeah. Jace oh, for cool. blue. And uh, Nisa for Nisa green. for green, correct. Yeah. Because obviously Garrick is now cursed by the veil. No, but we these are all origin stories, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, we're done talking about this. I think from next week onwards, we'll be talking about spoilers for uh, Magic Origins. Origins. Um, I don't yeah. know. I... To me personally, I don't quite like talking about spoilers, but yeah, we'll I think see, we'll see what what I was, happens. I was so one thing I would like to say about Origin so far is there are a lot of reprints, functional oh, reprints. Like I get a lot of reprints. Yeah, I get that it's a core set, but it's the last one. I, I would have liked to see you know, you know, going out with a boom with a car set. You know, yeah, like, it'll be. A, I don't know. Seeing some interesting mechanics, like this is always a chance to bring back... There is back an interesting mechanic. Menace. Menace. Oh, the, oh, the mechanic man. existed. It just has a word now. Like, it's obviously like, Such it's nice to see Scry becoming an evergreen word. Oh, yeah. It's nice That's to nice. see... There was another one. Um, that I, became evergreen yeah. that was... Oh, Prowess. Oh yeah, yeah yeah oh that's cool man that is I, cool. I like the I like the idea of like prowess one thing being, uh, I was I don't know I I like I'm okay with it but I'm iffy on the reason so obviously they made protection and landwalk not ever evergreen oh yeah so that means sorry um so that means you you will no longer see protection and landwalk in every block mm-hmm. like only in specific blocks and that becomes relevant. And Which is better for Zendika. Well, but Maro said, so Mark Rosewater said the motivation behind this was, uh, we think this is not in the spirit of the game. We don't think players like this. We think it's counterintuitive protection. Like they, they're basically what? saying they were, one of the reasons was that they're sick of these questions. Like why doesn't Wrath of God kill, cre- why, why, Wrath of why God does kills, yeah, Wrath of God kill protection like, with white creature with protection from white? I think like for me, it's uh, like, 
The it doesn't target like that's fine. You have to have rules in the game. Like it doesn't have. They're putting us out the job, man. They're oh, the judges, judges, yeah, no. Man. But like <laughs> the the thing I don't get is so you're saying you're getting rid of these two words. You're getting rid of protection. You're getting rid of plan land. of landwalk land because they're not player friendly because they're not in the spirit of the game. However, you're leaving in hexproof. Yeah. You're yeah. leaving in shroud. It's totally you're no hexproof. Hexproof yeah, is well, the yeah. Shroud no longer exists because shroud they said you should be able to interact with your own shroud's cards. Shroud's fair. Shroud is fair. Yeah, but like no, but shroud, shroud, shroud is also gone. I don't think they're printing yeah, shroud anymore because they said you should be able to interact with your own cards. Like that's also not in the spirit uh, of the game. But man. yeah, so hexproof is sticking around, but they're getting rid of these two other like not fr non-friendly keywords. Like protection I don't, I don't is like protection from a color or something. I think protection is, is totally fair. Yeah. Like fair enough. It's like a and usually protection cards are pretty obvious, like sidebar tech. But that's fair enough. Like sidebars exist. Yeah, and right? it's it's a partial hexproof. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think whatever. I think people did not react too well with the presence of Stormbreath Dragon during. Uh, oh come on! During a little bit of standard, and I like don't I don't so. think it's ever been relevant because when he was in Theros, Mono Black was Mono Black was was like dominating, was and now yeah. like the only time Stormbreath was oppressive was during uh, Theros block, and even then you had Hero's Downfall. Yeah, that's true. And uh, the and ultimate on Elspeth. So, so I really don't get the. Uh, the hate I don't know I think it's fine like I think it's fine if you get rid of those two I think it's fine if you get rid of those two and Hexproof as well yeah I think if you get rid of all three it's fine obviously Landwalk is usually a pretty frustrating ability like I yeah, I, I don't think I, I, I'm not too keen on Landwalk I don't I don't see a reason for it to exist like mm -hmm. even flavor wise like I, they can travel through forests like better than the people playing forests <laughs> like I'm playing forests and your creature has forest walks so it can walk it through can it walk better, better than my creatures that live in it that's why the lands are behind the creatures when you play yeah but it, it just doesn't no, no, make no, sense. that's why you know that's why in the past the lands were in front okay, so yeah, if they yeah. had land walk then they would like walk through the land to you but yeah but just, <laughs> I don't know it just doesn't make any sense to me okay anyway uh right so on to our next segment and the last segment of the show which is in the spec box. In the spec box. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh, we still haven't come up with a nice transition music no. for that. I'll probably use like elevator music. Dun, 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 dun. Okay, anyway, uh, so in the spec box this week, what do we have? No, no. Yeah, so this week, just because, you know, Modern Masters is still uh, hot, still hot topic in Magic. Everyone's oh, pretty much focused on Modern, especially because this is the, the PPTQ season started. Oh, yeah. Uh, side note, we just saw uh, Valter pull out the Tarmogoyf again. Oh, today. yeah, yeah. This guy in our shop just can't stop opening Tarmogoyfs. Damn, man. But, yeah, so PPTQ season is back. Uh, obviously, this time we're... You have to play modern, or you can play sealed. But obviously, everyone wants to be playing modern because it costs less. Yeah. Also, modern master has just been out, and everyone was hoping, "Oh yeah, man, this is a great chance to get my cards cheaper." And just <laughs> no, you're nope. not allowed because nope. GP Charlotte came around. Everyone was panic buying all of these cards. All the prices have gone up again. And so, I would like to talk about a few cards. Well, I'm gonna have on my side two cards that I think are. Undervalued right now. Okay. One of them is 
because so last last week actually the pick my pick was related to uh, Coco decks, collect company decks like Carter Calling. Basically, everything that has to do with Coco, yeah, with that combo deck specifically. Well, yeah, but like Kitchen but Things is already on a rise. Collect Company is also expensive, it's, like. And the Fens and Malira, you know, those those have been known quantities. Mm-hmm. But Carter Calling, uh, everyone underestimated the price of that card because it was uh, reprinted in M15. It was, yep. like, forgotten about. So that was, like, a fair pick last week. I still think you should be pick- picking these up, by the way. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this week, I think one of the most powerful things you can do with collect- Collected Company is play it again. And again. And, and again. again. So... Actually, this has spiked already in the U.S., so if you're an American listener, I'm very sorry for this being a late call f- for you, but hopefully you will have listened to Brainstorm Brewery and gotten on it earlier. So for people in Europe, Eternal Witness. Oh, yeah. Eternal Witness, still Comes, going yeah. around one euro. You still have the copies from Mother Masters 1. This card with Collective Company is bonkers good. It comes out, okay, so it comes out from... Here's the interaction. It, you... You look at the top six cards. Uh, one of them is Eternal Witness and the other one could be God knows what. So mm-hmm. when the spell resolves, Eternal Witness hits the battlefield. The trigger goes on the stack. But before you can choose your targets... Okay. Uh, before the, no, so the, the uh, trigger so fires? Like the it triggers, trigger fires. But it doesn't go on the stack. It goes on the stack, but... You it tries to enter the stack, but it can only need, enter the stack yeah. once Collected Company finishes resolving. And so it finishes resolving. And are checked, and then you can you can choose your target. So yeah. it comes in the battlefield. Uh, collected Company goes in the graveyard. This goes on the stack, and now you have to choose your target. So you choose, obviously, Collected Company. You pick it up again, and then you do it again. And then hopefully there will be another Eternal Witness, hopefully... Or, you know, just the other two combo pieces that you're looking for. And you do it again. And you do it again and again and again and again. Uh, so you get the idea, right? Woohoo! Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, this, this is like a no-brainer. But yeah, you were saying in the States. Now in the States, it's close to $5. It's four for something. It's four fifty, uh, And it's on the rise. Uh, here in Europe, yeah, it's still quite cheap. So if you're in Europe do pick it up like one euro uh one euro one and a half euros two euros you know yeah, I, w- yeah. I would pay like definitely yeah so yeah if you want to sell it to me please do uh the other card in your spec box is this is this is a wild card this one's kind of weird uh i i played with it actually during uh the zendika block i thought it was nonsense and I, I played with it for a very short while playing um what's that deck um uh, allies because allies have a lot of creatures right and then I realized nope no no this, oh, this is card bad. is good though this is bad this card is good this card is oh man this card is ridiculous okay so the, uh, what we're talking about is unified will yeah uh, uh, counter target spell so it's instant obviously because it's a counter spell uh, one generic one blue counter target spell if you control um, more creatures than the than the spells controller. Yeah. So, so this has been secret tech. So the first person to show up with this card was Jacob Wilson. Yeah, I love so Jacob Wilson. Jacob Wilson started playing play, te- like play testing this uh, bent collected company deck, <laughs> and this card was in his sideboard. And yeah, so that was the first time he recorded some videos for Channel Fireball. This actually, this card actually does really well. 
on a on, on his a cocoa deck. Yeah, if you have a cocoa yeah, deck, yeah, that's yeah. the thing. Like you turn one, you're on Birds of Paradise. You've already got one creature. You're, you're usually usually you're usually up on yeah. creatures. Yeah. Like the, definitely the matchups where you you will want to board this in, you'll be ahead on creatures anyway. Yeah, yeah. You're you're playing against control. You basically yeah. just want to stop them. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of interesting. Yeah, there's actually another interesting thing about this card, which was today for GP. Ch- um, Charlotte. Charlotte. Uh, Brian Kibler. Also played this. Well, yeah, yeah, he was playing the deck, but he tweeted that no copies of this card were available at the sellers at the GP. Jeez. Which is interesting to me. What, are speculators buying it out? They're either buying it out or the sellers are holding back on this card. Well, there's a there's a spike here. Like last, just the last few days, it was 20 cents and now it's 27 cents. So uh, it's a, it's it's a small spike, but I think especially in foils, you can have a lot of upside on this card. We've oh, seen yeah. how crazy cards like we saw Fork Bolt mm-hmm. from this. It's an uncommon from the same edition, right? Yep. Yeah, we saw Fork Bolt go crazy expensive. Like if this card is real tech in the deck, we could see it go up. And also, I think I did, I just thought of this. The reverse to this card, like if we see Unified Will become quite strong. In this matchup, we're gonna see Coco we might become. see Supreme uh, uh, Supreme Verdict come up. Oh yeah, okay. Because it's the wrath that can be countered. No, so but Supreme Verdict is already expensive. So is it expensive? Yes. Yeah, I was picking them up pretty cheap recently because I got a, fo- a few foil copies. Jeez, Supreme Verdict. I think this wrath has been has gone under the radar from Return to Ravnica I think everyone's been focusing on yeah no, but that's because no, the thing is that's because uh, Esper control is not very it doesn't need to be Esper you can play in blue white red like there's a variety of decks that can board this in okay so it's four dollars it's four US dollars right now which is about yeah but you can probably find right it cheaper now. like how much is it in, Euro- in Europe uh, let's check let's check good old like market. I definitely like like I said. So the first card I'd say if you can find a cheap Eternal Witness, you should probably have a few of those around. Unified Will I'd say if this card is real, like if this is a if this is a real card in the deck, like foils of this will be really will be, expensive. Yeah, yeah, they'll be good targets. In, they'll be good targets. Yeah, um, yeah and finally, nice. like if you start seeing movement. On this card, if like if 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 the aggro decks start playing counter spells, you might want an uncounterable wrath. So it's it's between two and three euros. You can yeah. find copies at two euros for Supreme Verdict. I so, think yeah, no, that's it's super safe. Super uh, safe. Buy. Yeah, this is. Uh, I definitely like Supreme Verdict. Like you, you can't counter it. Like nothing can counter it. Not even the game. Um, the only the only spell that can get rid of it is um, Mind Break Trap, or Venser. Um. Yeah, but they still get the spell back. I want to get rid of the spell, so yeah, I'll play. Yeah, fair mind enough. Break, mind break trap. Uh, yeah. The other day we were playing um EDH, and somebody cast the um what's that? Uh, the uncounterable two mana, uh, abrupt decay. Yeah. And they were like gloating, like ha ha ha! You can't counter it. You got no open mana, and then mind trap. He, yeah, and then mind break trap because he played he played like a whole host of spells just to get back the abrupt decay from the graveyard, yeah. and then I just went like mind break trap. What just happened? Gone. Gone. <laughs> okay. Anyway, yeah, but mind break trap is has always been a card to have. It's funny. No, it's just like it's in your sideboard. It's always it's that one off. Legacy All Star. Yeah. Yeah, keeping uh, storm decks honest. Okay, so uh, 
Right, uh, I guess that's our show for this week. Uh, remember, if you want to catch us or previous episodes of the show, you can go to pound9podcast.com. Please do. Uh, you can find us on Stitcher, iTunes, MTG Cast, uh, and sometimes on manaramp.pt. Uh, every other week. Every other week. Every Manoramp. other week, yeah. Um, what else? Right, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pound9podcast. You can find us uh, on Twitter at pound9podcast. The nine is the number nine. Uh, you can find Nuno there at the Spellboy. You can find me Yo. at the Asian Judge. Uh, very easy to find names. I can't believe like nobody has taken these names. Man, we're good at Twitter. I, I, I the Spellboy. I hate Twitter. I don't use. I don't know. It kind of makes me feel like a sidekick. The Spellboy. Yeah, usually you like, you know, Superman and then. No. The Superboy. Well, yeah, but, yeah, but I'm true. fine with Superboy because the reason is the totally sp- the cute. Spellman is kind of um, stalker. Yeah, it is right. Creepy. Also, creepy. I'm I'm fine with being the Spellboy because you know this is a game. Boys play games. Yeah, I'll be uh, fine. Also, it's obviously for those of you that don't know. You know, for those of you that only started watching this podcast from episode twenty something, <laughs> or. Yeah, so my uh, the reason why I'm the spell, spell boy is because my cube does As not have creatures. Zero creatures. I played that cube. It's funny. It is cool, right? It, it's fun. The reason why Mick is the Asian judge is because he's a judge yeah. and also Asian. Yeah, I'm yellow. Uh, okay, so... And you can also email us at power9podcast at gmail.com. Uh, this week, we've got a lot of spam. Um... Man, I've I've always been wanting to do an entire segment of the new spam that we get each week. Let's. I think um, we should have a, a new segment where we just read one random comment. Oh yeah. Last yeah. week, obviously, we did the one on the Galapagos Galapagos cruises. Yep, yep. Which was funny. Uh, okay, so this week let's let's find one. Most of like all of our comments are spam, basically. Uh, man, flagile flagile dash online dash buy dot net. Order Flagile. I'm not going to click on this link. So, I have no clue what this Flagile thing is. Flagile? Flagile? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Man, it's so weird. It's really, really, really Earn up to $3,500 a month just answering Silver's simple service. Whoa. Totally spam. Uh, Okay, so, yeah. I, I think we're going to do that at the end of the show, like just one random spam. Uh, because we've, we've upgraded from uh, SEO to, um, to, you know, Viagra to trips on the Galapagos Islands. So, whatever. Anyway, uh, so you've been watching the Power 9 Podcast. We hope you enjoyed this show. Thank you for listening. Uh, and for myself and Nuno, we're signing out. Bye, everyone. Thank you for listening. Ciao.